0: let's talk some football. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity. And this is the i80 preview podcast, a new show on the Hale Varsity network and a heard at media production. Yes, this is really my voice and cadence. I'm not trying to make this sound NPR, which is how it sounds coming through my headphones back into my own head. Um, but I'm also what I am trying to do is not amp it up. Um, at least not too much. I I understand that maybe that's what you're supposed to do. Uh maybe that's what people want, but that wouldn't that wouldn't really be on brand for me. Um measured is is more my more my speed. So so that's what we're gonna go with. And I hope that can help us here with this show. Um as you may have guessed, it is a game preview show, a weekly show where the sales pitch is, is really simple. At the end of it, my hope is you'll have a better understanding of the game Nebraska is about to play, the opponents about it's about to face what's likely to happen and what is perhaps unlikely to happen. What's I-80 have to do with any of this? That came about during the longer than long offseason as we were talking through podcast ideas for the 2020 football season. Producer Pat with Herdat At Media pitched the idea of wouldn't it be great if there were a show that's meant for for people's drive into the stadium. You know, you're headed down to Memorial Stadium on a fall Saturday, and you want to know, okay, what's what's happening here? What should I expect to see? Uh, great idea, I thought. Twen- <laughs> twenty twenty has conspired against us on that front. Unfortunately, nobody's going to be driving to Memorial Stadium this season. So for the time being, this can be your leaf raking podcast. This can be your rib smoking podcast. Whatever you want, the the goal doesn't change. Um, we're gonna talk football. We're gonna get pretty in depth, and hopefully, at the end of it, uh, it'll it'll be worthwhile, and you'll you'll find something that maybe you didn't know coming in. What what makes this show different? Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping there's a couple of things because there's definitely no shortage of game previews out there. You can you can throw a rock and and hit twelve different charts that will tell you that purdue ranked ninety fourth in rushing offense and nebraska ranked eighty sixth those aren 't the actual numbers it 's just off the top of my head, but those kind of numbers aren 't always telling us a complete story and and that 's going to be the real goal here is to to dive deep to look at aspects of these football games that maybe you don 't find everywhere else um, but really what it 's about is what are the, the replicable, replicable parts of, of a football game? What are things that teams can actually control? Um, what are things that teams don't really have much control over? Uh, think turnovers. Everyone knows that those are really important. They, they have an undue influence on which teams do and do not win games. But for as much as that's coached, uh, tucks the ball away, try to punch it out. All all sorts of things. Every team is is doing that. They're emphasizing turnovers because they just matter that much. They're, they're really tough to control. Once the ball is out, once a fumble is out, it's basically a coin flip. And teams that end up having really good years, it's not uncommon at the end of the year to to look it up and say, well, yeah, they they recovered seventy five percent of their fumbles, which is far outside the norm. Teams that recover twenty five percent, yeah, they probably had a pretty bad year. And those are just the random bounces of an oblong ball that you can't really control. Um, I'm going to focus on for this podcast, the things that you hopefully can control at least, at least a little bit. And that doesn't mean that, you know, yards per game stats are, are totally out the window, though. They're not the, the most illustrative way to, to look at a football game. I find most of the time, um, yards per play is a little bit better, uh, cause then at least you're, you're dividing things up more. You're looking at, what a team is actually doing on a play-by-play basis versus just taking it at the end of once the, once the final gun sounds and how many rushing yards did you have on that note, there's going to be a couple of numbers that may at first seem unfamiliar to people, but as we go through, you're going to hear me refer to them a lot. Um, I'm going to create a glossary for all of these on hail which you'll be able to find in the show on the, uh, individual show posts, uh, just so that's there. And as we add new stats, they'll, uh, that, that glossary will continue to grow. But a couple, I just wanted to highlight off the top here. I should note before, before I get into the, the, the numbers that I wanted to, to quickly define for you, just so we're all ready to go for next week, the first official episode, which will be a Nebraska, Ohio state preview uh, a, a lot of my thinking on football has been informed by the really groundbreaking work that Bill Connolly, uh, formerly of SB Nation, now with ESPN, has done. He is the creator of the SP Plus rankings, which you can find on on ESPN now. Uh, and the, those two letters stand for something. Um, it, it doesn't m- Exactly defining that uh, it doesn 't matter, but they 're telling you that through through connolly 's work, there are two key parts of football success um, th- football is a complicated game. There's, there's always a lot of things involved, but if you had to boil it down to, Hey, control these two things, what would they be? Um, the S stands for success rate. And that's a stat that I use a lot in my, my writing. Uh, you can think of it as kind of an on base percentage for, for football. It's a simple measure, um, based on statistical thresholds created by, by football outsiders that tells you how often a team is, is staying on schedule that's, that's kind of the easy way to think about that. So first and 10, um, the requirement for that to be a successful play by the success rate thresholds is 50% of the yards. So you need five yards. Um, say you get exactly five and it's second and five, you'd need 70% on second down to run another successful play. And then on third and fourth downs, you need 100% of those. So you just, success rate is simply a tally of was this play successful and was it not? Uh, You can flip that around defensively and the numbers are just reversed. A successful play for the offense is an unsuccessful one for the defense that gives you a really good idea of just how efficient an offense is being. When I talk about efficiency, I'm almost always talking about success rate. Um, So that's a number that'll come up pretty often. You'll hear me refer to it quite a bit. The other big piece, so the P piece of SP plus is explosiveness. Um, These are big plays and they're kind of the three pointers of, of college football. I wrote a story for Hale varsity once about that, in that everyone can point to them and know that they're important. That said saying, okay, well, explosiveness is going to be a key part of our game plan is like a basketball coach saying, well, just go out there and we'll shoot 55% from three great if you can. Um, but, but <laughs> hard to do in practice and not all that replicable. So explosive plays are a little bit more volatile, um, but there's still a really important stat. If you're lacking a little bit of efficiency uh, offensively or defensively, uh, you can get by if you get a bunch of big plays or or limit a bunch of big plays for for the defense. So there are different ways to to measure that. I prefer the simplest way, which is simply explosive plays percentage. That's a number that we put in the hail varsity yearbook each year. And and that's just a measure. So all of these coaching staffs have different thresholds for what they consider an explosive play. Personally, when I'm talking about them, I'm talking about any run of 10 plus yards and any pass of 15 plus yards. So 17 yard pass explosive play 12 yard run explosive play. Those aren't chosen totally at random. Um, in seeing some of those and talking with coaches, they they're all right in that range in terms of of what they would consider "quote unquote" an explosive the thing. I the reason I landed on ten and fifteen is that they happen in roughly the same frequency. So if you take all of the ten yard runs across college football, divide them up by all of the rushing attempts, uh, you'll you'll end up with a percentage that's that's pretty close to doing the same thing on the passing side of the ledger. So that's number two, in terms of the stats that you're going to hear me talk about pretty often as we, as we look at football games this fall, third one, I just wanted to, to mention, and this is more of a, a concept than a number, but it, it'll come up is predicted points added, uh, also known as expected points added. This is based on some, some long term, football research that basically assigns a point value to every down and distance and every yard line. So a drive that starts with first and 10 at the 25 yard line, as, as the vast majority of drives do might be, might have an expected value of 2.3 points. Um, that's you know, again, that's not the number I'm just offering an example. So say an offense runs a play on, on, on that first down and gains twelve yards, so it's now first and ten at the thirty-seven. Now the value of that drive has gone up. Maybe it's three point three. So predicted points added and extra or or, or expected points added—they're basically interchangeable. Different places uh, have have different conventions for for which they use. Is is simply the difference there. So that play that was just run that twelve yard out to the sidelines that set up first and 10 at the 37 was worth 1.3.3 minus 2.3. So pretty simple. That's, uh, that's where that goes, but you can do a lot of things with a number like that. Um, and and we'll get into some of those as we go through the year. Um, there's some, (laughs) there were some, some, some really surprising drops for, for Nebraska. One of which I think will be really important to this, Ohio State game uh, coming up on October 24th, which is is a challenge from a preview perspective because you don't have any new games to go on. Um, But we can take a deep look back at what Nebraska did last year, what it did in 2018, um, why 2019 felt so much different from 2018, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. And we can look at of impenetrable, unstoppable Ohio State. At least that's the, the assumption coming in. Um, the Buckeyes are, are, once again, the most talented team in the conference. Uh, nothing has, has happened to change that. They, they got their opt-outs back. Justin Fields, the all-everything quarterback, never even really, at least as far as we know publicly, flirted with, with opting out, which is which is a pretty big deal for, for the Buckeyes and, and for college football in general with, with where that team is expected to be. We'll get into all of that and more with the first official episode of the IED Preview Podcast focused on everything Huskers-Buckeyes. It feels good to be here. We'll finally get to talk some football. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss any of the episodes. We'll be here each week and really looking forward to it.